We are starting a new series or a new season, The Lies People Tell. We will be confronting uncomfortable and inconvenient topics that we might be tempted to avoid given the social and political climate in which we live as the Christian church, as the invisible church, as the church worldwide in the 21st century. So join us as we have episode two in The Lies People Tell, Black Lives Matter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby, Out of My Mind. This is podcast 042, podcast 42, where we have a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live as we use the Bible to make sense of it all. So join us for the next 20 minutes or so as we give you a bird's eye view of a complex issue confronting our culture, the church, and you. And at the end of the podcast, we'll point you to additional resources for further study, just in case you want to dig a little bit deeper. In the meantime, let's get started. All right, Mark, we've hesitated to address this topic, the topic of the organization Black Lives Matter. Now, I don't know of any sentient, sensitive, or compassionate human being who cannot say Black Lives Matter, because Black Lives do matter. This should be a statement of truth, a statement of fact, a statement of love for any Christian, any Christ follower, for all Christians, and for all human beings. Think about it. How could a human being created in the image of God not say about another human being created in the image of God that they don't matter? Unfortunately, this phrase has been hijacked. It has many meanings, and it is used and abused in many contexts. Yeah, I, I definitely see that, especially with um, this whole whole set of phrase. And, and uh, we've talked about this before in the podcast um, about the language getting twisted. And, and I think this is one that has been twisted. So what exactly do you mean um, when you talk about uh, this, the Black Lives Matter in, in distinguishing this, uh, this organization from uh, really the statement Black Lives Matter? Well, it's been suggested that the organization coined the phrase, and that may well be true. But what I want to do is distinguish between the meaning of Black Lives Matter, which is grounded in eternal truth that all human beings are created in the image of likeness of God and are worthy of his love to be treated with dignity and respect and protection. I want to distinguish between that idea, that eternal truth, and the organization that calls itself Black Lives Matter. I also want to distinguish between the meaning and convenient slogan that some people hide behind to exploit racial tensions and divide communities in this nation. As I said a moment ago, true followers of Jesus Christ should be able to support and to say and to state the idea that black lives matter. But no thinking, mature, biblically literate Christian could remotely support the organization called Black Lives Matter. Beyond Christ followers... Any thinking person should understand that the organization and the idea are two different things. You don't have to be a Christian to understand this, but a Christian should especially understand this. All right, so I think I know where you're coming from, um, but uh, there might be some first-time listeners or or some occasional listeners um, that really, I think when you use some of that language, you know, no Christian should follow after this, this ideology or this organization. Um, it can sound a little bit inflammatory. So, so why don't you kind of tell us what you're saying there, Keith? You know, you're right, Mark. I do need to be clear. And you know, you can say a lot about the organization, and we're not going to get into all the stuff that's in the news lately about the misuse of funds or how many houses the a particular leader who claims to be a Marxist owns in California or Los Angeles. And we're not going to talk about the shooting 
of people in cars in Atlanta and the burning of buildings and black-owned businesses by Black Lives Matter activists in places like Minneapolis, or even the scrubbing of their website right before the presidential election to hide what they truly believe, which most black people would oppose. Instead, we're going to keep it simple, and we're going to look at their original website and sort of provide a Christian critique of their own words as they described themselves. So what I've done is I downloaded the pre-election website information before they scrubbed it, before they hit it, and we're going to compare their statements about their beliefs to the scriptures. We're going to weigh their beliefs in the scales of scripture. We're going to view their statements through the lens of scriptures. Yeah, I think that's really a great idea because I think it's so easy um, to turn to the finger pointing and, uh, you know, this person is doing this thing and that. But, uh, but I think it's important as we look at an organization is really understanding what exactly they do believe and what they say versus what everybody who's part of it um, does. And so I, so I think it's a really good uh, a path for us to choose here as we just look at what they said and, and take that apart and look at it through this uh, biblical lens. And so, so I say let's do this and hopefully let's keep it under 20 minutes. There we go. So let's start out with the first statement here. Black Lives Matter began as a call to action in response to state-sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. Now, let's just stop here for a moment. Does anyone really believe that there is state-sanctioned violence, that there's this conspiracy at the governmental levels to engage in state-sanctioned violence? Where was that taking place? Who were the officials? Maybe it took place in Chicago with Mayor Lori Lightfoot, but then she's an African-American mayor. So did she sponsor it? Or what about Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta? She's an African-American. Did she sponsor it? Does anyone think that the mayor of Portland, the mayor of San Francisco, the mayor of Los Angeles, governors in states like California, Oregon, are sponsors of terrorism against black people in this age of YouTube, of videos, of really tight news coverage? I just don't think that's quite true. But it does cause a stir. And I think that's the issue, is to stir up emotions, to stir up trouble, to stir up division and in the process to stir up a little money for themselves. Let's take a look at another statement. We work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people, and by extension, all people. We are unapologetically black in our positioning. In affirming Black Lives Matter, we need not qualify our position. Now just stop and think here. You're advocating for a position. You're, making, you're advancing an agenda, and you don't need to qualify or explain it. Imagine somebody saying, hey, I believe white lives matter. I believe Hispanic lives matter. But I'm not going to qualify that because I don't need to. I don't have to. That's not really a very good thought process. And then after they say that, of course, they spend the rest of their website qualifying it. And let's, so let's take a look at some of that. So next statement, we are guided by the fact that all black lives matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location. Now, how is this so? This is an outright lie. Why? Because it doesn't apply to unborn black children. You see, Black Lives Matter supports unapologetically unfettered abortion, even up to the day of birth. Don't unborn 
or preborn black children face oppression? Aren't they oppressed? Don't they qualify for concern? They talk about ageism and ability. Well, an unborn black child is unable to express an idea, unable to advocate for themselves. And this support for the murder of the unborn, particularly the black unborn, is unconscionable. I want you to think about this. Who could be more voiceless than the unborn child of an unwed mother who is suffering from financial and economic disadvantage? And this is where you really begin to see the whole incompatibility of Black Lives Matter, the organization, for Christ followers, for followers of Jesus Christ. And this becomes clearer and clearer as you work through this website. Let me read you something else from the website. We are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege. Here we are today. We live in an era of woke ideology where people really don't give much thought to the slogans that they say. But there are so many statements here like this one that no Christian should let pass. Let's turn on our Bibles to Matthew 19, 4 through 6 and look at God's view of cisgender. Jesus answered, Have you not read that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female? And said, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Now, cisgender is God's design. Uh, do they want to dismantle Jesus' concept, the Bible's concept of cisgender? Are they inferring or saying outright that Jesus, God in the flesh, was a cisgender privileged advocate, a bigot, oppressive? Do you want my short answer, Mark? Well, yeah, I mean, I my answer in that would be, yes, I, I think that's exactly what they're uh, what they're going for and, and and saying that, you know, Jesus's answer, Jesus's truth that we're given in the Bible um, is is what they are, what the exact thing that they're against. That's right. And you know why? Because of critical theory and intersectionality. Cisgendered thinking, particularly cisgendered males in their minds, the minds of the founders of the Black Lives Matter organization, are oppressors, and they are, by definition, oppressive. And you see this in comments like this next one. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in, in which men are centered. Now just think about this statement. And just, just stop and think. Are men the greatest evil in the world? How about black men? Because at the core of the Black Lives Matter organization is the idea that men, and that includes black men, are oppressors. That's where they are on that intersectionality totem pole. That is part and parcel of intersectionality. So they really don't believe, and you need to understand this, they really don't believe that all black lives matter to the extent that they consider black men as oppressors in accordance with their embrace of intersectionality and critical theory, or that black children, if they are unborn, matter. And you see this male hostility verbiage throughout their website. Here's another statement. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Apparently, this doesn't apply to unborn children, but I want you to look at this attack on the Western prescribed nuclear family, and I want you to notice that nowhere are fathers mentioned. Catch that last phrase, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. What about fathers? You see, you won't find the term father or fatherhood anywhere on that webpage. 
Black Lives Matter, the organization, is against fathers and fatherhood. And their excuse is, is that fatherhood is men-centered oppression. And this really comes through in, an, in the next statement. We foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that in all the world, people are heterosexual unless she, he, or they disclose otherwise. Here's the problem, Mark. Heteronormative thinking is biblical thinking. Fathers are a biblical office just as much as mothers are. The Western prescribed nuclear family is also the African nuclear family, the Asian nuclear family, the Middle Eastern nuclear family, because it is all cisgendered or heteronormative. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you see this, whether it's Genesis to Proverbs, um, on into the New Testament, I, I think this idea of what they will refer to as heteronormative thinking, that's, it's really been the thinking of mankind until um, recently, uh, and, and I just don't see how they plan to take that apart. Well, they have to do so in opposition to the Word of God and the God of that Word. You see, Jesus gives us the model for the family from Genesis to Revelation. You know, Proverbs starts out with, you know, don't neglect your mother's teaching and also don't ignore your father's teaching, mother and father. Jesus gives us this model. Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two but one flesh. Now, what do these words say? What do these words mean? And what are we to take away from Jesus' teaching? This, God's design, is cisgender, and any other paradigm is a mutation, aberration, or an anomaly that is not normative. God's plan was for a man to join to a woman, his wife, and they together would create a family, a nuclear family, between one man and one woman. They are no longer two units, but one unit. They have left their privilege, their previous village, and form their own, and neither is inherently oppressive. They make their own little community as husband and wife the way that God intended, the way that God designed. And that's God's design that is so vehemently opposed and denigrated by the Black Lives Matter organization. And this is Jesus, again, quoting from Genesis. For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Why? Because that's the way God made them in the beginning. That was God's design. And this statement is reiterated, not just in Genesis 1 or Matthew 19, but also it shows up in Ephesians 5, and the idea is continued into Ephesians 6 because heteronormalcy is the norm. All right, yeah, so I'd like to kind of go back a little bit to the heteronormative privilege idea that the organization rejects. So maybe build a little bit on, uh, on this idea, Keith. Sure, I can do that. Many remember, or maybe they don't, that the key founders of the BLM movement, excuse me, the organization, were lesbians, Marxists, and their agenda is, as they say, queer-affirming, and it is opposed to heteronormalcy. But what does the Bible say? beyond Matthew 19, 4 through 6, beyond Ephesians 5, Genesis 1 or Ephesians 6. Let's take a look at Romans 1, 18 to 32. And I just want to walk through the highlights of what this passage says in light of what we have read 
from Black Lives Matter in their own words. Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. It goes on to say, but they've exchanged the truth of God for a lie. How did they do that? Their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men. Why? They did not see fit to acknowledge God. Now listen to the BLM organization's statements here. We foster a queer-affirming network. They are against God's will, God's word, God's design. We foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. Mark, no real Christian with any sense, with any sense, that is, of what the Bible teaches, can in any way, shape, or form affirm or be associated with an organization like the Black Lives Matter organization. It is anti-God, it is anti-Christian, it is anti-family, it is anti-Bible. It's a Marxist organization who believes that they need to foster a queer-affirming network to destroy the Western, that is the biblical family. They don't care about unborn children. They don't care about men. They see men as oppressors, heterosexuals as oppressors, Christianity, Jesus as oppressive. Yeah, I, I think that uh, one of the things that comes to mind as uh, I, I hear you talking and really reading that verse from uh, Romans, I think really drives this point home uh, that the, what God has revealed to them for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown them. I think there's this this thinking. And when I, when I hear and I read these things, I just think, man, how hard is it for them to start to change their minds to think this radically differently, differently than what is normal, what is what we understand to be true just from growing up. Um, and it requires so much work on their part because they are trying to buck the trend. They're trying to put off what God has already made plain for all of us to see and for, for, Decades, centuries, people have known these things to be truth, and millennia, really, they've known these things to be truth. And so uh, it's just, it's so wild to me that they can run down this road, and really, like you're saying, that Christians will run along with them uh, thinking that it's altruistic and that they're helping somebody, when really this ideology is so anti-Christianity, anti-the Bible, anti-God. And so uh, as we wrap up, I think here, Keith, uh, is there anything else that you want to add on this? Well, I guess you could say I've said enough already, but I just want to share, I guess, one more closing thought. I'd like to read one last statement that I think is a real tragedy and a real travesty. And here's what they say. We embody and practice justice, liberation, and peace in our engagements with one another. Well, let's go back to abortion here. Where is the peace in abortion for the unborn black child? You have to remember that Black Lives Matter supports unfettered abortion. They don't care about male or female black children if they're unborn, preborn. They are for unfettered, unrestricted abortion. And that is unconscionable because Black Lives Matter, born or unborn, male or female, these people are grifters ultimately, only interested in money and power. 
They're just shameless exploiters, and they are too happy to enslave their own people, the people they say they represent, to an ideology that is designed to exploit them, fostered by Marxist elites, most of whom are white people. They don't really care about the reality that more black children in places like New York City are aborted, dismembered, killed, than born. They don't care about the black businesses burn out in numerous cities with rioting. They don't care about black families because they oppose the biblical or, or uh, Western model, as they call it, the nuclear family. So they really don't believe that all black lives matter, only some. And that's the shame. That's the travesty. And no follower of Jesus Christ could buy into that garbage. Well, that's it for today. If you like further resources, you can visit us online at www.gracetoliveradio.org and click the podcast resource button. If you'd like to ask me a question, I'd love to hear from you, and I answer emails within 24 hours if I can. Email me at keith at hillside.org. You can learn more about Hillside Church at www.hillside.org. You can watch our worship services online or worship with us in person at 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Before we go, if we are listening on one of the podcast platforms, give us a good rating. Share us with your friends. We want to expand this ministry to reach more people. This is Keith Crosby with Mark Stickler, Out of My Mind. God bless you and God keep you.